Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. This is Janine Bolin, and today I have an exceptional guest in this regard. I mean, you know how excited I get with all of my guests, but today I'm very excited because I have the inner voyager with me, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Matthew and what he has done, but the joy that I have is the love of the sea, the love of the inner journey, but as well as the external journey that you have anytime you're on the open sea and you cannot actually visualize land there is no land around you and you're just out in the middle of the sea that is an amazing place to be and not everybody has that opportunity or experiences that in their lifetime especially if they're landlocked and have never been able to get out to a coast so this is what i'm excited about is having a lifelong surfer matthew grew up on the coast of new jersey he allowed his love for the water to lead him to the experience of living on the coast of listen to this hawaii california oregon florida He's visited many of the world's oceans. He spent the last 20 years traveling nearly 40 countries as a United States Merchant Marine Officer. Yes, we will ask him to talk a little bit more about that. Captain Matthew Schwab has led others through seemingly insurmountable challenges while sailing the world. And one of the really cool things about this was after experiencing his spiritual awakening through multiple, not one people, multiple near-death experiences, he aptly termed the inner voyage. Uh, Matthew made it his mission to support other leaders in navigating the uncharted waters of fear and isolation to achieve spiritual breakthroughs and personal and professional uh, growth. Thank you, Michael, so, or Matthew, so much for joining us. It's really exciting to be able to have you on the show today. Thank you, Tanina. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. This is a uh, couple of months in the making, and it turns out that we're both in Denver, Colorado at the time that we're doing this. So that's uh, quite serendipitous. I love it. I thought it was hysterical when you were like, wait, where are you? Wait, I'm snowing where I am, too. You know, that's one of those funny things. Well, let's just dive right into it, because not everybody is aware of the culture around uh, seamanship. So let's talk about what it means to be a merchant marine officer. Yes, and uh, thank you for that opportunity because uh, the raising awareness for the merchant marine is very important. It's how we get all of our goods, essentially. Uh, so the merchant marine is a department. It falls under the Department of Transportation under peacetime and in wartime. It becomes another branch of the uh, Department of Defense, so Department of, uh, in the, within the military. And they work hand in hand with the Navy and the Coast Guard and even the Army. Army has the biggest fleet of ships that I don't know if anybody knows that, but the biggest fleet of ships of any branch of the service. So it's a very structured environment. It's uh, almost militaristic, but it's not. And on a ship, you have a structure of officers and unlicensed personnel who work harmoniously to achieve a mission, whether that's to get the goods from port A to port B, 
or to provide the military with logistical support for everything they need for their mission, or even uh, offshore drilling for oil and gas. I've, I've, I've done all of those. So it's, it's very interesting. It's constant, continuous, rapid change. It's literally a fluid environment. And it, it ends up setting you up for uh, an amazing amount of growth, internal and, and external, in that there's, uh, there's constantly things happening. In fact, when I walked away from the Merchant Marine after 20 years, I had to slow down. I had to learn to slow down when I became an entrepreneur to uh, to understand because I was just moving, used to moving so, so fast. But at the same time, that takes a huge external uh, stress on you. So it's more of balancing that, that, that internal and internal mindset and external experience when you, when you get into an entrepreneur state of mind. So uh, yeah, so it, the Merchant Marine afforded me a lot of opportunity to be able to lead people of all cultures and races. And I've, I've, uh, work hand in hand with these people to uh, through some life or death circumstances. We've had uh, one story I can share is, and this kind of speaks to the amount of change that we can, that you can have in the merchant Marine. It was about four, uh, it was four Oh nine in the morning and we were off the East coast of Africa in, uh, in pirate waters. And we had a security detachment on board to keep us safe from these pirates. So they, they had mounted, they, they were Navy personnel and they were mounted around the ship and, uh, one of them got off watch at 3.45 in the morning and we had ammunition on board for the Navy. And the, the gentleman went to go have a cigarette at 3.45 in the morning on the back deck and flicked a cigarette. He thought what he thought was into the ocean, but it ended up being into where we kept our trash. So that ignited and spontaneously combusted. And I was chief mate at the time, uh, right underneath the captain. And at 4.09 in the morning, you had to go from zero to 100 in 15 seconds. So I got out of bed. I ended up fight, I ended up being in command of fighting the fire in my pajamas. <laughs> um, and uh, there's 125 souls on board that you had to keep safe. And we had $90 million of the Navy's conventional ammunition in the holds. And we put the fire out in 15 minutes. So the, the training that we, that we had weekly during our fire drills really paid off. Uh, we had one guy kind of lose his mind that we had to bring back into reality. But that's, you know, that's, that happens. That happens a lot more frequently than we care to even suggest a lot of times is the, that when you were thrown into a fight or flight response yep. <laughs> in this case. Yeah. And so one of the things uh, that I like to ask people that have had that uh, military kind of background, if you will, um, is that civilian life, when you come back into it is rather messy once you have, you know, and that's one of the things you actually is a culture shock that you have to get used to again, is that civilian life is just messy. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, it was very. It was actually very structured in the Merchant Marine. I, I thought it was chaotic, but when I stepped off the ship and, and walked away from who I thought I was as a captain in the Merchant Marine, and had to kind of shed that identity and step into the light that that was the that is the Inner Voyager, I saw when I essentially came out of isolation because that's that's really what it was. I was in isolation for for twenty years on a ship, transporting goods back and forth across the oceans in a steel box, essentially. And uh, you're you're meant to you're, you're you're forced to deal with a lot of things emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even. And as a captain, you're at the top, and you don't have anybody else to talk to or vent to. I mean, now you do with the technology that are on ships and Wi-Fi and whatnot. But yeah, it was uh, when I stepped off the ship and I, I came out of isolation and found my purpose and passion in the Inner Voyager. The literally the entire world went into isolation. 
So I, when I walked down the gangway, I, I looked up and I, I, I just said to the universe of God, I said, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is, this is complete irony. <laughs> uh, and yes, there's, there's many facets of, of civilian life that are messy. And I think what we have to get to the understanding and acceptance of is being vulnerable with ourselves, not, not authentic, vulnerable with ourselves to accept the fact that life is messy, that things are going to happen regardless of how much we think we can control them. And I believe that when we learn to let go of control, to be vulnerable to let go of control, and there's a lot of power in what I just said, be vulnerable enough to let go of control, life, we find, ends up happening more for you and not to you. And when we can understand this, we can kind of step back and learn to surf, learn to surf uh, life a little easier because there's, there's many aspects that we have to be willing to understand within ourselves. I mean, we have our physical reality, our physical experiences, but then we also have our, our mental body and we have to understand why we, why we think and why we've thought the things that we have for so long and, and how that shapes us. And then we have our emotional, our emotional body and we have to understand and allow the emotions to come through of everything that's happened to us in life the way people have treated us, the way we've allowed others to treat us. So we have to have that level of emotional understanding. And then we, and then we stem into the spiritual side and, and who are we? Why are we here? There's, there's so many questions that, that, that get answered and that just opens the door for even more questions. So I think that's a very, and you know, this is, this is the man saying this and that, that doesn't happen very often to say that, you know, we need to be vulnerable with ourselves and the experiences that happen in life because I've done all the manly things I've, I've had the, the success that what, what people term or think in, in terms of success, like I've been through that and it's purposeless. It's empty. There's no, there's no passion in it. So I think that when we can understand and get vulnerable with ourselves, especially with the things that we fear, because that's, that's very relevant today, fear and lack of understanding of ourselves because everything external social media, it all wants our attention and it all wants us to be a certain way. And that doesn't mean anything when it comes to us because it's our life. We're the captain of our own ship. And by letting go of that control, all the pieces can fall into place because the universe knows what you want. God, infinite intelligence knows what you want. So the question is, are you strong enough to let go of the control, to be vulnerable enough to feel what needs to be felt in the experiences that you have in life. Patterns that keep coming up, experiences that you keep having over and over again that may seem like like your Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. Those things are being put there for a reason. And the minute you feel them, you allow yourself to feel them and allow that emotion to come through and, and, and pierce that, via, that veil of fear and get down to the root cause of why am I feeling this way? Why does this feeling of shame keep coming up surrounding money, surrounding relationship? Am I a good mother? Am I a good father? Is there shame surrounding that? Is there guilt surrounding that on how you raise your children? Is there a certain paradigm of success that you, that you feel you need to meet or you think you need to meet because 
your parents imprinted your parents imprinted that on you in, in a certain way through words, actions, deeds, feelings, and thoughts. What does that look like for you? I think the moment that we can get internal with ourselves and get be willing to get vulnerable and feel more, that's when life truly stops to get messy and starts to go on an amazing voyage. That is quite right. I have to agree with you on the fact of when I became an entrepreneur and I decided I was literally going to chart my own course. And what I encourage people to do is decide what you want your life to look like. And once you know what you want your life to look like, then you fit your business into the cracks of the activities. And when you do the reverse, which is you go after the money and say, I'll live life later after I have X amount of dollars, that's living life exactly backwards from what is helpful. So with some of the stuff that you were talking about, talk to me a little bit more about the wording that you choose to use on your website, which is uh, why is inner voyaging the future of human transformation? Because you were very specific in the word choices that you used. And so I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, yes, we, we spend so much time uh, with our thoughts, our feelings, and our beliefs in the past, instead of bringing them more towards the present and allowing ourselves to pull the future into the present instead of dragging the past along with us. So when we're able to, and I can give some, some practical application to this as well, because I, I, I do enjoy giving the, the actionable items and providing the value for the listeners based on these esoteric or philosophical concepts when we're able to understand that the thoughts that we think are oftentimes not our own, the feelings that we feel are based on, because we have so much going on, there's so much static that we confuse the static with signals or that we confuse the static for true signals uh, that we end up getting, getting stuck in the past and we, we lose the awareness of that. So when we start to ask ourselves, I love asking the question, why? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? These thoughts are not my own. Oftentimes, when you ask that question, it kind of detaches any emotion or any, any control that you have over the situation. It creates a neutral playing field for you and that emotion you're feeling or that thought you're feeling. So that thought or that experience that you're holding onto kind of, it kind of loses its grip because you're coming at it from a neutral standpoint. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable to that, that, that emotion. And it, when you ask yourself why a scenario may come up when you were bullied on the playground, when your parents told you that you weren't going to be successful in what you were trying to do, or you felt some shame when you were uh, bringing home C's or B's and your parents thought you should have got A's. So when we start to understand why those situations happen to us, instead of thinking and projecting onto others, the emotions that we're holding onto, then we literally start to become our future. And something that I really like to do is, is it's called uh, Tim Ferriss calls it fear setting uh, where he creates a, a terrible situation, the worst case situation. I like to take the situations that have happened to you and write them down and fee and literally learn to feel the fear 
that you hold on to. Because once you learn to do that, once you learn to friend your fear and friend your lower emotions of shame, guilt, apathy, pride, then everything else that you've wanted, that you've created in your vision board, that you've wrote down how you want your life to look, it falls into place. So being the future and being the future of human, being the, having being the future of being and the future of human transformation, it's literally going back to our foundation continually and replacing the quicksand that's there with granite through greater understanding of the things that have pained us in life. And when you do that, you now can build an empire upon that granite because you can't build an empire on the beach. You can't build an empire on quicksand. So it takes that inner strength and the vulnerability to dive back into yourself and say, I want to understand why so-and-so treated me like that and why I'm holding on to these emotions. That's the most powerful thing that I've found that you can do and the quickest way to growth to become the future of who you want to be. One of the things I really enjoyed when I was living in Japan was frequently you were taught to question why, to use that word all the time. And so I was in elementary school and I really didn't understand, you know, what that was all about. But it was fascinating to me as I got older how using why uh, during a situation, not when I was um, highly emotional in that moment, but when I'd had a chance to kind of let the dust settle in my own head and then said, okay, so why am I reacting this way? Well, because X, Y, Z. Well, why do I react that way? And why? And you just keep asking why. I found out that was a very ancient um, technique used in India in meditation to drill down to what was the absolute core issue or core chakra, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, that was being activated. What was it that was making you go into a fight or flight response or something like that? So uh, speaking of fight or flight, I did want to ask you about one of the things that I saw on your website, which was how you believe in scaring the crap out of yourself. <laughs> and you were like, hey, you know, I really believe that you need to scare the crap out of yourself to have certain kinds of change. So if you wouldn't mind going into that just a little bit for people. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I'll, I'll bring up, we've, we've talked a lot of kind of esoteric and philosophical concepts, but I want to bring it back down to something very tangible. And that's uh, the relationship with money. And this, this could probably trigger a lot of people. Uh, and I'll just start it with a little anecdote about my experiences. So when I graduated from the Merchant Marine School, I started sailing and I did very, very well financially right out of the gate. So I, I knew what success felt like and I never knew what that struggle really felt like. So the universe and God uh, set up a scenario in my life where uh, I met my now ex-wife and he had a business idea. And this taught me so many things. So many things, even till this day, and this was six years ago. So she wanted to create this business, and I told her that I'd be an investor in it, and I drained every account that I have ever had. And that was 15 years of my life, or 18 years, or 15 years at that point, 15 years of my life of sacrifice and being away from home to fund this business. So I was trying to live out the dream that I wanted of success through her, and by that, it, gave, it took away everything that I thought was important. Like I, I put a lot of emphasis on money. Uh, I'll say to the extent of greed. And because my father was a banker and he was very money conscious. So that just spilled over into me. So 
I had to become, I had to understand in order to become that, which what I believed I am becoming, I had to go through this experience and understand what that lack feels like and understand the shame around not having money and understand uh, what the guilt feels like of not having money to be able to provide, because that's all that I've wanted to do is help and provide and, and heal. And that's true for, for many men and, and women listening. You know, we all want to provide. It's, it's part of the six uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So we, uh, we want to provide for others, but being able to be in a position and understand what that lack or what that shame of, of being, being broke has to show you is so powerful, but it scares the crap out of you because you have to go into that fear cave in yourself and see yourself for who you really are. Like strip it all down, strip it all away. This is an exercise I, I, I do often as I strip everything that I've had away. Is Matthew happy? Take the captain title away. Take the inner voyage of success away. Take everything away that I have and strip it down and be, and be willing to feel that. Like take a painful situation that you've had in your life and pour that into this exercise and truly feel that. And once you do, you liberate yourself from it. So any, any obstacle that comes your way, you're training yourself for something that's more difficult than anything that's going to come your way anyway. So life and things, things become a little easier and they flow better. So that fear, that, that fear chasing exercise is very, very, very strong, very powerful. Yes, it is. And one of the things that I've enjoyed about my particular career path has been, I was lucky enough to stumble upon what I call now the 60, 40 principle, which is what I use to help people with the mindful money program and help them overcome a lot of training regards, scarcity and lack of abundance and all that, whatever the new word happens to be for that decade, (laughs) (laughs) right? Um, Wrote a bunch of books on it. But the thing that I, I run into over and over again is what you were describing, which is because you're afraid of falling back into that, uh, pit. Uh, a lot of people are in a state of fear and are unable to really relax enough to enjoy where they are now. And so that's one of the things that you were kind of describing. So we're definitely going to have to have you back on the show at some point. But any last minute thoughts you want to give to people? We've got about two minutes left. Last minute thoughts. Um, do something each day that 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 scares the hell out of you do it intentionally because then you have you're giving up control you're experiencing vulnerability you're feeling fear and then you're stacking that on top of your purpose and your passion in life and then when you can do that you're creating a very potent cocktail that no one can touch you with you you become you become uh, uh, a good word for it you become a greater version of yourself, greater than you could ever, ever imagine. And something that I encourage everybody to do is, and I just shared this with the president of a company last night, something that scares you, something that fears you, write it out. Sit down for 10 minutes and write something out because we're all taught to be happy on social media and grateful. But if you're concentrating solely on that, the things that have ached you in life are still there. They're not going to go away. 
So when you allow yourself to intentionally feel that through writing and feeling, uh, you're going to grow much faster than you ever, you ever dreamed of. And for a lot of people, starting their own business is the most terrifying experience they can possibly have. And just want to let you know that the path of entrepreneurship or being a solopreneur is basically the path of self-development. <laughs> you basically have to really, uh, as I like to say, snuggle with those demons that you have. Because once you snuggle up to them, you realize, oh, they're really a lot more gentle than I thought they were going to be. So, uh, Matthew, thank you so much for being with us today. How can somebody get a hold of you? Uh, thank you very much, Janine, for having me. Uh, LinkedIn is, is good. Uh, www.theinnervoyager. We're working on creating a community surrounding, surrounding inner voyaging and a safe place for us to grow and discuss the things that, uh, that, that fear us in life and, and how we can apply that practically into the success we want for our business. The Inner Voyage Experience is the podcast that's coming out soon, and that'll all be through the new site, which is under construction currently, and that's uh, www.theinnervoyager.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. And this is Janine Boland signing off with the Thriving Solopreneur Show. Remember, keep your feet solidly on the ground as you reach for those stars. Thank you for listening to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day, and see you next time.